Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, point detective. Oh, gee whiz, is something going wrong? Is something Man, going I wrong? I had a night last night. I had a night last oh. night. Oh, boy. I don't know if I can do this. What what happened, buddy? I'm just going to have to push through the humiliation and do the show. Oh, boy. You're humiliated? Something humiliated you last night? Yeah, well, I mean, as you know, Jesse, as I've said many times on this show before, um, alcohol and smartphones do not mix, okay? Oh, wow. You have said that a lot. Of, I mean, you say, you've said that a lot on this show. You've actually... I saw a thing where you said that at the at a city council. Yeah, meeting. I did. And <laughs> I mean, they were talking about bike lanes, but uh, I just yeah. wanted to let everybody know that <laughs> alcohol and smartphones do not mix. <laughs> yeah. So, did you were what happened with you and your alcohol and your smartphones? Well, last out? night I was, you know, unwinding at the end of the day, having a little cocktail, you know, loosening up. What were you having? Um, gin and juice, uh, gin and Sprite. <laughs> you know, I'm having my gin and Sprite. Classic combo. Mm-hmm. It's called an old lighthouse. <laughs> the, the gin really, the gin really brings out the lineman in the Sprite. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm kicking back and I'm watching one of my favorite movies, Tombstone. Right, the '90s western Tombstone. Threw on Tombstone, and I'm like, oh boy. Kurt Russell is looking good in this. Kurt Russell is looking great, and I really love how he's playing this, you know, this classic legendary lawman. And, um, you know, Kurt's looking good, and I, this is so weird, I got his number, you know, forever ago at a Sprite convention. Right, at the con? Lyman con? You know, so I'm watching Tombstone, Kurt's looking good. That was, Jordan, can I say, Mm -hmm. that was an incredible conference. It was... I mean, life-changing. I mean, it's a life-changer when you need thirst quenching, mm-hmm. like a kiss with a lime and twist. Yeah. Yeah, my thirst was quenched. My life was changed. I met Kurt. and Like, obviously, you know, like, Kurt looks good all the time. But, like, 90s Kurt Russell? Oof. Sure. He's a good-looking guy. Just ask Gold. He's great. He's doing a great job playing this legendary lawman. I've had a couple of drinks. And so I text Kurt. I open up my phone, and I text him, you erp? <laughs> i can see i can see that he's read it yeah it says red he but he hasn't he hasn't on. replied yeah so i don't he probably just thinks i'm this this like fanboy and i don't know i mean i don't i don't know what's up with him and goldie these days right but, I overstepped my bounds, and I'm sorry. I... Maybe he'd bring Goldie. Yeah? Do you think she's Erp? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a Mrs. Erp? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold on, Benjamin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we, we should introduce him. I don't really have any more on that. Okay. That's kind of where that ends. Our guests on the program, they're the co-hosts of uh, Greatest Generation, among other podcasts. they got a long list of podcasts. Uh, there are our pals. Glad to have them on the show. Uh, Adam Pranica and Benjamin Harrison. Hi, boys. Hi. Hello. I wasn't going to usurp the rules of the show like Ben did. 
He's going to lay back in the cut. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to usurp her. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I, usurp? <laughs> That's also a saucy text you could send someone. I just really loved that part of the 90s where Criss Cross stopped being the spokespeople for Sprite and Kurt Russell stepped into the void that they left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. They, it was before they got, uh, they started having basketball players. Right. Yeah. Sprite invented hip hop and then they, and then they, you know, they dined out on that for years, but then they were like, maybe we should get Kurt Russell in here. The Sprite tombstone commercial was so awkward when Kurt wore his vest backwards to sort of like ease the transition. Does a backwards cowboy hat look the same as it looks front ways? I'm not a, I'm not a hat man. (laughs) Yeah. Look the same? It's not wildly dissimilar. (laughs) It's good enough to pass. Let's call it that way. The little ribbon that's just on the other side of the head. Oh, yeah, yeah. Then the feathers face it forward. Mm. Mm-hmm. On the subject of uh, Wyatt Earp, <laughs> there's... Let's we were talk talking about, about Sprite, movies. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I already did all my Sprite stuff. It's where I do some okay. of the Sprite rap from the crisscross Sprite commercial. Man, I, I'll just say that. You're, you're, you're knowing of the crisscross Sprite rap. I have seen, in college, I have seen Jesse like captivate a house party by doing the crisscross sprite rap it's always it's 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 a truly amazing party trick um i mean i think relevant to our specific generation i don't know you know right yeah how it'd go over with gen zers but uh zoomers are not gonna care when jesse starts sprite rapping on tiktok yeah these zoomers with their forward clothes All these forward clothes uh, types who like experiences. That's yeah, millennials. Who cares? You know what Zoomers are always doing? Missing the bus and then doing it again. Right. <laughs> As in the crisscross yeah, song, Jesse, I missed the bus. They never ever. Jesse, ever when is the last again. time you did you did the Sprite rap in public? I mean, I try and do it once a year or so on this show just to keep it fresh. Mm-hmm. You still yeah, have right. it on the dome? Could you take it off the dome? I don't think it will ever leave the dome. It's structural to the dome now. The, the dome <laughs> is glass right panels and the, and the crisscross wrap from the Sprite commercial. That's all that's in there. <laughs> all your memories are geodesia. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you guys something? Here's the thing about that Sprite wrap. Is, <laughs> you know how um, Harry Potter from the movie Harvey Porter uh, did the Blackalicious alphabet wrap on late night television and it went viral? I did not know that. <laughs> really? Yeah. I have a lot of questions about what you just said. but I've always known that artificial amateurs aren't at all amazing. <laughs> yeah. So. Thank you, Ben. I was about to do that, but it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Bounded by the bomb beats. Basically, I'm bombarding. <laughs> this is Daniel Radcliffe, the actor. Yeah. yeah so Daniel Radcliffe, the English actor uh, with the round glasses from the movie Harry Potter. Showed uh, his penis on... and Equus. Yeah, who showed his penis on in the movie Equus, the stage show Equus. Oh, that's where I know him from because I like plays. Right. I'm always seeing plays. Oh, me and plays. Oh, I'm just, ooh, I can't stop seeing plays. That's where I know him from, plays. Wrote an amazing work of dramatic genius based on a little tossed off news report in a newspaper. Yeah. 
Mm, just incredible nice. about, about Harry Potter's showing crank. Radcliffe's dog. <laughs> just a little thing in a newspaper about what would it be like if we could see Harry Potter's dick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, on on the Jimmy Fallon show or something, I just presume, I don't remember that it is Jimmy Fallon, but it probably was on Jimmy Fallon, right? This is Which maybe on the Steve was. Allen Tonight Show is what you're saying. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, it might have been on with Steve Allen. Ernie Kovacs was known for his uh, genre busting things like mm-hmm. showing Harry Potter's dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he went on there and he did this song that Ben and I, I mean, you guys may or may not know this song, but certainly like in the adolescence and post adolescence of Ben Harrison and I, two guys from the San Francisco Bay area that love rap music, uh, the rap group, black delicious loomed large RIP gift of gab. Um, and one of the things that, uh, made them underground rap famous was a song where Gift of Gab did a long sort of fast, breathless rap that uh, featured words that started with each letter of the alphabet. It started artificial amateurs aren't at all amazing. Um, and uh, and Harry Potter went on TV and rapped it. Um, and that went absurdly viral, dramatically more viral <laughs> than the song. Like the actual song yeah. that an actual rapper did, just like profound, and it is it has given me such deeply mixed feelings over the past seven years since he did it on TV. Like so, it's like like they like Blackalicious. One of the most important things of my like age sixteen to twenty, right? When yeah. that thing is the most important in the world to you, and it's so incredible to see a movie star honoring it on television. Like it's not something you would ever think, you know, they made one record on a major label and it didn't do very well. They never had a hit song. Um, you know, they're under the, the very definition of underground legends, um, who deserve all the publishing they can get from a viral video on YouTube. Um, (laughs) but also, it is so fucking weird that it's Harry Potter rapping. That's, that's even weirder than when Jimmy Fallon raps. It's like rap gentrification. It is. I'm surprised you're okay with that. 100% underground rap gentrification. It is so, so yeah, weird. That's, that's weird. Are people just, are, are you concerned that, you know, like it wasn't all him, but it was like some magic too? Yeah. I mean, that seems possible. He used magic. It seems possible. He there was also a couple of verses that were pretty transphobic, and I found that upsetting. Uh, sure. <laughs> that was just text from Harry Potter. Yeah, that was just stuff from Harry Potter. Yeah. He swapped um, some stuff in that J.K. Yeah. Rowling wrote the uh, the letters W and Y. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> artificial amateurs are all gender critical. What? <laughs> fucking horrible person J.K. I think Rally. to prevent from being yelled at we should probably say that uh the daniel radcliffe has been on kind of the right side of that right is am i am i wrong about that yeah he seems like a really good dude in fact all, i think all of the harry Potter original harry potter people have all been like yeah uh lady thanks for giving us our career but go fuck yourself <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, as someone who is uh who's constantly kind of feels like on the on the peripheral of Harry Potter stuff, I was like, Oh yeah, good, good, good job. 
yeah. those people. I think that's what's going on. I hope that's what's going on. Way to be child actors that grew up good and are yeah. still working and not dickheads. Yeah. In fact, they're dick dicks. They're showing their dicks. <laughs> they're also dick dicks, sure. the tiny right. antelopes. Small antelopes. Uh on the topic of wait, on the topic Jordan, of Jordan, I need to say this yeah. one Wyatt Earp thing before oh, we get too far. Oh, this is sure, not yeah, anything. Yeah, I want to be clear that yeah, this yeah. isn't anything. But you know Let's how there's back. Wyatt Earp. There's mm-hmm. in the world of antiques. There's this. Uh, there's this coppersmith that was like one mm-hmm. of the most important of the arts and crafts movement. Made incredible lamps and vases and stuff. Just totally breathtaking, hand hammered lamps and stuff and i've always explaining is like jesse just telling us all some shit we already know (laughs) yeah (laughs) and and i've always wanted one of these incredible lamps they're so beautiful they're pretty expensive but the main reason i want them is because his name is dirk van erp good name you're like this is like one of the great artisans of the late 19th early 20th century the man's name was dirk van erp great name for that era yeah very premium. Okay, sorry, Jordan. Go ahead and do a real thing. I was well, I was going to ask Adam and Ben on the topic of uh, Jesse having this great party trick of being able to do the sprite rap. Do 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 y'all have anything that you can uh, bust out at a party that always works? I bet Adam does. Oh God, I'm racking my brain about this. <laughs> when was the last time you went to a party? Like that's I'm just going into the deep, deep memory. Yeah, party is not something I have as an available pull. <laughs> <laughs> just as a thought, uh, but um, no longer in the dome. Well, at a, let's uh, let's say let's we'll rephrase the question. Anything that really kills at a Star Trek convention? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you have anything that destroys with your pets? Mm-hmm. Oh man! You know what? The same thing that destroys with my pet destroys at a Star Trek convention. I bring a, a dried bull penis and, uh, <laughs> and give those out to people. <laughs> They really enjoy them. Yeah, just bring some rawhide, some pig's yeah. ears. <laughs> I went to a summer camp where there was a kind of kid that was sort of profoundly socially awkward in a way where the whole camp kind of adopted him as a, a marvel just because like he would he would miss a social cue so profoundly that everybody was like, he's a sweet guy. Let's just like, he's included yeah. in everything. It was a celebration. Mm-hmm. Did you just feel so grateful that they were there, Ben, at the same camp that you were at? But he did like, like talent night came around and so many people had like so many amazing talents. He did all 14 minutes of rapper's delight to close out the show. Wow. And Holy shit. Just had the whole thing and it was he he kept everybody's energy up for 14 minutes on stage in a way that was just like one of those like, you know, it was like a Rudy moment. Everybody's <laughs> just like, "Yeah, that guy, he's so fucking weird, but he totally did it." <laughs> it's incredible to me. I think sometimes about the fact that it was like 1979. There had basically literally been no rap songs. Like there's a couple of like <laughs> proto rap songs and there were people rapping. I think you know, at William Shakespeare would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you, Ben. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Bob Dylan, of course. <laughs> the greatest of them all. Ben, does it Ben, does it hurt to sit in your chair backwards like that? <laughs> Not when my hat's also backwards. Mm-hmm. Oh, is that how that works? I couldn't tell because you're wearing a cowboy mm, hat. No. <laughs> um I uh <laughs> I have no idea what we were talking about. Oh, the rapping. So 
You know, there were like there was like a couple of sort of semi proto rap songs that came out before Rapper's Delight, but really like Rapper's Delight was the first rap record, right? Like for real, it was the first rap record, honestly. And Rapper's Delight is so fucking great. <laughs> like they like they didn't write the raps. First of all, these guys were not rappers. These were just guys that a record company owner knew. One of them worked in a pizza place that she went to. Uh, they were just like, she's just like, let me get, she had written like, uh, she had written some like sexy novelty R&B songs in the early 70s. And that's why she had a record label. Wow. And like, she just knew some, she's like, I've heard about rapping. I got to get some, I got to get some young guys I know to come in. Like they just bought some raps off of some actual rappers. They just like gave Busy B 40 bucks or whatever and just had him tear a few pages out of his book. And he was like, this is the most money anyone has ever made on rap. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't know how to record or make or like cut together break beats. Like, you know, like the DJs, you know, DJs have two turntables. They they cut between two copies of the same record to make the break beat. Right. And and Good Times, the Chic song, one of the great break beats. Right. They didn't know how to do that, so they just had a band play it continue play just the one break continuously for fourteen minutes, <laughs> <laughs> and like all of these elements came together that made like one of the greatest songs ever that everyone likes. Uh, that a kid can rap at a talent show for fourteen straight minutes and people will applaud at the end, and also. If it hadn't worked, rap wouldn't exist anymore. <laughs> like, this dude that worked at a pizza place being hired by like a sexy R&B singer from 10 years previous because she had heard rapping was something is like the re I mean, maybe Curtis Blow would have made the breaks or whatever, but like probably not. <laughs> it is amazing that it is still like good and fun and like still fucking rules when it comes on the radio. Honestly, totally. like those like records of the very beginning of rap, those like uh the you know, all the Sugar Hill singles, like all of them you're kind of like when it comes on, like they're all pretty dumb. Don't get me wrong, but like you're like, yeah, this rules. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> like white lines or whatever. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah, white lines. Yeah. You're like, the message, yeah, broke my sacrodiliac. <laughs> that song wasn't even written by Melly Mel. That song was written by like an engineer on their session. <laughs> Whoa. The first conscious rap song. Yeah. <laughs> uh our weird kid in junior high um that was uh to my knowledge uh embraced uh you know at when maybe there's another thing that could have happened that would have been worse he um just spent the whole year talking like butthead mm -hmm. from beavis and butthead <laughs> sure not not beavis and butthead but just butthead and like he would answer questions as butthead like um uh, the one that goes like this. Uh, 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 uh. And he fucking did it great. He sounded just like Butthead. And he would, and people would just have conversations with him. I'm like, hey, it's great that this kid is can just be Butthead well, for friend, a year. Our friend Jim Rayal, the master of Would You Rather, uh, is one of the most socially fluid people that I know. Just a charmer who everyone loves. Uh, a handsome man, a beloved man. Uh, and he spent the first six months of kindergarten talking like a robot. 
Yeah. Like to the point where he had to like have meetings about it. <laughs> like parent teacher conferences. Like where the principal was like, how do you do that great voice? <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like Robocop. My childhood best friend, uh, Pete, often reminds me of how deep into elementary school I would go to school with a milk mustache. <laughs> Mm. Like into like fourth grade, I still was showing up at school with a with a milk mustache. Well, you were drinking your milk. That's how you got so tall. Well, yeah. I mean, have you have you guys looked at these bones? I yeah. I totally misunderstood <laughs> that, Jesse. I thought you were like how deep into the day you would still be wearing a milk mustache before someone. <laughs> <laughs> it's cocktail hour. It's third recess. He's still wearing it's it. Five p.m. <laughs> how much milk are you drinking? Uh. Speaking of, Adam and Ben, you guys both have... Do you guys both have cocktails? I do. Um, I'm just drinking straight rum. Rum on ice today. Not not a, not a mixed drink. I mean, I guess it's it's rum mixed with ice, but uh, <laughs> sure. I, don't, I, don't, I think a cocktail definitionally has like a a strong, a sweet, and a sour or something like that. Like there's... Oh, yeah? I, there, I think there's some formal definition of a cocktail. This sure. would not qualify. Yeah. Adam, are you drinking a cocktail? Yeah, I guess I misspoke. I just have a lot of tequila in a glass with ice. Wow. <laughs> and also, uh, I took a lot of decongestants about an hour ago. So, like, is that a, is that a sweet or a sour? Yeah. <laughs> in the cocktail parlance, Ben? Uh, yeah, I would say that that's a, uh, that, that's a neutral. If I chewed them up before swallowing them, I'd know. Ben, for, for years you were the host of the cocktail podcast, Let's Drink About It. Yeah. Did you guys ever make any of those cocktails from like before 1910? You know what I mean? Like in, there was some point where hotels started serving Oysters Rockefeller. Right. And making Manhattans or whatever. In the age of the like printed recipe or whatever it was, <laughs> 1920. And then like before that, cocktails were mostly like like whole milk fresh from the teat and raw eggs. Right. Yeah. Everything was just George Washington's eggnog recipe. Yeah. It's just <laughs> everything had buttermilk in it. And you're like, what? Yeah. What? Buttermilk and, and clear liquor is the whole recipe? <laughs> Uh, I don't think we ever took it that seriously. We we mostly did like drinks that sounded good or gag drinks. I, Jordan was on an episode <laughs> where we made, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a drink that featured a hot dog as a garnish, and you had to, <laughs> and and you cooked the hot dog, and then the the water that right, you used the water, yeah, the water that you cooked the hot dog in was part of the beverage. And, uh, oh, it was, it was the Frank Collins is what it was called. <laughs> and, uh, I think it was in Tom's, Tom's brother, Frank, yeah. Tom's fucking gross ass brother, yeah, Frank, Tom, Tom's carnivore brother, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, which was bad. And then our, our, uh, co-host Lizzie eventually made one, a vegan version and she got some marzipan hot dogs from Germany. Oh God, dear Lord. <laughs> Boy. How is how did she find something worse than a hot dog cocktail? Yeah, I don't know. She's since quit drinking, so it's like uh, <laughs> you know, kind of came out uh, the right way for her. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't drink, guys. I mean, when I'm at a bar, I'm ordering maybe like a ginger ale with a dash of bitters or something like that. But have you guys ever had any like truly bizarre cocktails? 
uh, Adam and I have a have a bit of a tradition when we go to Seattle, which is to go to a place called Cannon that has uh, wonderful bizarre cocktails. Uh, I think mostly bizarre in presentation. Uh, there's one that's like presented in a in an IV bag. Like there's literally like a rack that comes to your table, and it's a do you. Put it in your mouth or veins. <laughs> yeah, you you just mainline it. <laughs> <laughs> so many people tapping arms in that bar. Yeah, um, you know, there's one that's like comes under a dome that's filled with smoke, and it just looks like a white dome. And then they like oh, yeah. unveil it, and and the the smoke dissipates, and they tell you to lean in and smell the smoke, and imagine you're at a at a at a campfire in Georgia. But it's not in all Georgia? presentation. Specifically, like, the drinks are actually really good, even if they're coming out of a plastic IV bag. Right. <laughs> yeah. Somehow they make they like like they make the gimmickiness of it like the least important part of it. Right. The at the height of the um at the height of the pickleback, the pickleback had a had a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, peak pickleback. Pe- yeah. When would you say when, when when would you say was was peak pickleback? Ooh. Was it two thousand like? Nine, yeah, I'm sure. It, I don't know if it coincided with the rise of Nickelback, but um, I think about it and it makes me laugh. <laughs> it seemed to be. I mean, we 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 talked about the vibe shift a couple weeks ago on the podcast. It seemed to be like it seemed to coincide with with like with indie sleaze, right? Is that the right. the vibe that was uh, the some mm-hmm. time ago? And I think that's when picklebacks were in. And yeah, that was one of those things when I where I saw people ordering them, and I was like, "This is this is the most like, you know, affected, like, dumb, weird for weird sake thing. Like, you dorks, wh- why are you doing this? Ha ha ha! Yeah, yeah, yeah." But then I had one. I'm like, "Fuck, these are good shit. <laughs> Fuck, <laughs> this is actually really good." <laughs> I was uh, really bummed. What exactly is a pickleback, guys? Uh, it is, it is like, it, it's like pickle brine and whiskey. It's like a shot. You do one and you do the other. Yeah. And, uh, it's really good. Two, okay. 2006, Brooklyn bartender Reggie Cunningham gave the shot its now famous name at the Bushwick Country Club. Yeah, that's all, everything you've said checks out 100% so <laughs> sure, far. yeah. <laughs> the Bushwick Country Club. Bushwick Country Club was cool. I, I, I remember visiting that. They had like, um... I think they had like I don't know. I think they had like a shitty like three hole mini golf set up in the back, like mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, the mini golf. Mm-hmm. That and you're saying the... this was in Brooklyn in 2006? <laughs> yeah, at like like the kind of mini golf that the four of us could put together if we tried, not the kind of mini golf <laughs> that like somebody that knew what they were doing could do. Uh, when I heard you guys were coming on the show, I had a memory of so my my college girlfriend was a real uh, was a real trekkie. Oh, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Had a had a like a how to speak Klingon <laughs> cassette tape, <laughs> and uh, one of our like bad trips we took together, where we like fought most of the way, was going to the uh, Star Trek experience in Vegas. It was like at the Hilton, I want to say. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I was and and one of the nice memories from that trip, which was kind of a bad trip, was like having. Ferengi drinks <laughs> is did either of y'all ever go to that and is it still there because I know the Star Trek ship maybe isn't there anymore what's the status I don't think it's still there I'm um, happy to report that Star Trek is dabbling in having a bar now Adam and I went to the <laughs> uh, the 10 forward experience in 
here in LA, they did it. It was like a pop up, and uh, it was based on the ten forward knot of Star Trek: The Next Generation, which. I feel like if they'd built, they would have just had to do it as like a permanent thing that everybody can go to. Mm -hmm. But uh, it was based on the 10 forward of the current season of Star Trek Picard, which is just a normal (laughs) bar. (laughs) Weirdly, they did have Whoopi Goldberg there. Yeah. Yeah. Weirdly, she was there. (laughs) Okay. I have two questions. Yeah. What what did they like? I want to know about the theming of the drinks. I want to know like what 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 y'all had that you that you liked or didn't like and how it was like related to star trek and question two how horny was the whole affair (laughs) whenever you get a bunch of nerds eating all you can eat tacos the vibe is extremely (laughs) horny and that was the vibe when we were there that was one of the cool parts of it is like it was all you can eat and what a strange choice that is from a yeah. From a studio. Do they ever eat tacos in Star Trek? <laughs> Never. <laughs> I think there was a breakfast burrito on, on an episode right. of uh, Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I think Picard was munching a little taco, if you know what I mean. Wow. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was eating pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you got it, Jordan. It. You followed where I was driving to. I loved it. I went to that Star Trek bar at the in Las Vegas one time. Uh, the public radio conference was there. Mm. And I went there, but it was after they lost the Star Trek license. Oh, no. And so it was just a Star <laughs> Trek theme. It was a Star Trek the next. This was in like 2008 yeah. or something. It was a Star Trek the Next Generation themed bar that had no Star Trek in it. It even had like a transporter room, but just only it was just like it was just like the Hilton Space Bar. <laughs> Transportation room. Yeah. Exactly. It was called like space drinks or something. <laughs> it was so weird and sad, and I wish I was there right now. I'm your bartender, Captain Cork. <laughs> this is <laughs> It's me, Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> uh the uh the Star Trek convention in Las Vegas uh is a weird casualty of the pandemic. It was I think it was supposed to be their last official year with the license in 2020 and they had to cancel it because pandemic so sure. it uh it didn't happen for two years and then or, or i guess that no they just skipped a year but when they brought it back the license had lapsed and it had gone to a different company that runs conventions like this so they they continued to use the hashtag stlv for star trek las vegas but it was this weird thing where like it was clearly not like they couldn't say Star Trek and they couldn't say a bunch of things. And like all of the logos on everything were like a fake sci-fi badge logo right. that wasn't <laughs> anything from Star Trek. They just licensed Space Force and went from there. They're pretty much. <laughs> Live frequently and do well. <laughs> do not die in a war and live very long. <laughs> you guys are just finishing up your uh, double dumbass tour about Star Trek Four. Thanks for yeah. inviting me, by the way. Uh, well, um, we still have a show in your hometown of San Francisco, Jesse, uh, in February. So if you can wait. I happen to be America's number one Star Trek Four celebrity. 
um, <laughs> narrowly beating out the punk rock guy that gets that gets uh, murdered on a bus by Spock for playing his music too loud. Uh-huh. Um, do, my, this is my question. It's about the punk rock guy that gets murdered on a bus. Uh, um, Jesse, we we talked about this guy like two weeks ago. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, and I, I did the Sprite rap not, too. Okay, this okay, is a okay. pledge drive episode. Right. I'm pulling okay. out the greatest yep. hits. Oh shit! Okay, let's hear it. Yes. Do you want to hear some shit about me growing up in San Francisco? Because I got it locked and loaded. The timer guy know. punched me for wearing do. the I same mean, jacket was, as he okay. was wearing. We can, this can be. Okay. Did you kill a guy on a bus? Yeah, I did. <laughs> and I felt no remorse because I was only half human. Wow. Yeah. Does that? That's but does up. that punk rock guy go to Star Trek conventions? I don't think we've seen him at them. No, he he has his own career separate from Star Trek. Yeah, that seems like the number one guy. I mean, sorry, Walter Koenig. I want to see the <laughs> punk rock guy that got murdered by Spock on that bus. That is a murder move, right? The 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 clamp, the, the Vulcan, space Vulcan clamp, death, is the Vulcan death grip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have to call it the space clamp at the <laughs> bar in Las Vegas because they lost the license. <laughs> well, he does kill that guy, right? We we joke a lot about how he kills that guy, but then he she showed up in Star Trek Picard. So I don't know if that was his twin brother or what, but yeah, I, I mean it's weird because they, as far as anybody else on that bus knows, they killed him and they just applaud. Yeah, they're like we're glad you killed that guy. I mean that's basically where San Francisco's at now in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking guys that are vice presidents at Salesforce applauding for people murdering people on buses. <laughs> Get rid of the riffraff is their motto. Yeah. He seems like Sorry. an undesirable type to have yeah, around made here. Made state of emergency means you can kill punk rock guys on buses. Yeah. If you are good at coding. <laughs> you guys want to uh take a little break and do a Space Clamp, and then uh, come back and talk about the Max Fun Drive. Sure, let's yeah. do it. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris Boy, detective. Ben Harrison should have had a nickname chambered. <laughs> <laughs> Adam Pranica, <laughs> Benjamin R. Harrison. <laughs> that just Guys, it's your the show? Max Fun Drive. <laughs> it's the Max Fun Drive. That's the one time a year when we steal each other's names and ask you to support Maximum Fun. Uh, we have been. This has been going great. It's nice. It's nice to feel like we are coming to you, the listener. At a time when our lives are mending, it's been a tough. <laughs> it's been a tough couple. Of max, like gentle, backwards, quiet. Max fun drives because we don't want to. We don't want to worry anyone. And uh, it's nice to. It's nice to come at you full bore. You know what I mean? Let's <laughs> let's do this Rambo style, full frontal assault. Max fun drive. Um, yeah, so if you go to MaximumFun.org slash join, uh, you can support this show. You can support Greatest Gen. You can support all the cool shows on Maximum Fun. Uh, the cash you're spending, it goes to the hosts. It goes to the producers. It goes to the staff of Max Fun. It just generally keeps the lights on and uh, makes sure that um, Maximum Fun doesn't have to sell to a, um, a giant super company with uh, dubious morals. So. Yeah, I mean, my plan right now is if this Maximum Fun drive doesn't go right, 
I'm selling it to Soylent. Mm. <laughs> you know that drink for people that hate food? <laughs> Is it true that Musk wanted to buy Max Fun and you said no, right? And that's why he bought Twitter? Did you see what he just tweeted? No. Yeah, uh, he said this something week, about Maximum Fun. This tweet. <laughs> .org slash join. <laughs> I only wish this this week... Elon Musk, I mean, it has been the only thing in my entire inbox for days and days and days and days. But this week he tweeted, let's make Twitter maximum fun. Wow. I'm not shitting you. (laughs) Well, hey, if Elon Musk can get five bucks a month (laughs) to donate to his favorite podcasts. (laughs) Maximum Fun is still uh, an independent company. You know, the last few years, straight through the pandemic, um, podcasting has been consolidating. It's been... Um, being taken control of by big money left and right. Um, the like rush of venture capital and stuff has been turning into the agglomeration of like giant media companies, uh, the last couple of years. And we are very proud that Maximum Fun is still independent. Our shows are still creator owned. Uh, and Besides that, that we continue to put our shows uh, on open platforms and believe in open platforms, um, we want you, everybody to be able to listen to Max Fun shows. Um, the way that you, who are listening right now, can make that possible for everyone is by becoming a member. Not everyone can afford to become a member, but if you can, now is the time to do it. It's starts at just five bucks a month, with which I bet you can do because I know I happen to know for a fact that you recently canceled Netflix. Plus, you've got all that savings from your CNN Plus subscription. <laughs> yeah, if you uh, if you have a, a streaming service that uh, maybe you don't use a lot, uh, think about maybe throwing a little bit of that money to Max Fun. It, it does not make a difference to that streaming service, but it makes a huge, huge difference to these shows, which. Uh, yeah, kind of, kind of the idea is that these don't have to be giant mega blockbusters, but they can just have a group who care about them enough to support them, and they can get by. Because yeah, if this if this uh, show was put out by a giant mega company, uh, it would not be put out by them because not enough people listen. So, <laughs> look, Greatest Gen is a successful show. Jordan Jesse mm-hmm. Go is not even a tiny mini blockbuster. And the reason that this show has existed for so many years, despite the fact that Jordan is, has been has spent the last ten years worried that someone in a show business meeting will have heard it, <laughs> um, <laughs> is because of the support of you, the members of Maximum Fun. And look, we have all kinds of great rewards. We've already we went we went over these rewards, but uh, you know we've got the patches, we've got dad hats. Uh, we've got, I was just looking at the, uh, Max Fun creativity pack. Uh, Danny Baruella, our colleague at Max Fun, uh, put it up on the Instagram. Looking hunky with the shaved head too. I saw Danny, I saw Danny at Carrie Poppy's wedding. I could not believe how, he was wearing a suede sport coat. He looked like fucking Kojak. He looked spectacular. (laughs) He was wearing a turtleneck and a suede sport coat. He looked great. Adam and I texted earlier today about how great Danny is looking these days. <laughs> he looks gorgeous. He's got big eyeglasses. Anyway, so if you want the employees of Maximum Fun to have enough money to shave their heads, <laughs> get turtlenecks, can get turtlenecks. Uh, MaximumFun.org/slash/join. Okay, yeah, it, but it, it, what, Jordan, really this is awesome what I was going to say yes. about that yes. creativity pack. So it's it's fifty four cards, and each card 
has like an inspirational idea for an activity on it. So what you can do, they, they all also have gorgeous illustrations. You shuffle the deck, you pull something out, and you get something inspiring from one of us, one of us here at Maximum Fun. Do you remember what ours is, Jordan? Uh, I think ours has to do with uh, when you're feeling down, just go to YouTube, search Alan Thick, sweaty and hot. <laughs> yeah. And then get sweaty and hot. I think it's the part that I added to that. So yeah, it's uh, there's a lot, a lot of cool gifts, and uh, I think probably the probably the best uh, selling point of this whole thing is you get over 350 hours of bonus content, uh, including uh, some stuff maybe we'll talk about in the next break. But there's a, a butt ton of bonus content that you get uh, for just a couple bucks a month, and uh, yeah, hopefully you go over there to maximumfun.org/slash/join and support us. Look, there's all kinds of levels, uh, but what I really want to emphasize is that the thing that makes a difference to us, if you are able, of course, but the the thing that makes a difference to us is that you participate in this. Um, there's there's many levels, and God bless you if you got the scratch uh, to kick it up a few notches. Um, but I don't want anybody who joins at that $5 a month level uh, to feel like they are less than because you are the heart of Maximum Fun. Uh, most of our donors are at that level and participating, showing us that this stupid thing that we make is important enough to you that you think it's worth paying for a little bit means the absolute world to us, both in terms of, you know, both in terms of our pocketbooks, the fact that we can keep doing this show despite it ruining Jordan's career and personal life. (laughs) (laughs) Don't forget personal life. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Jordan's Jordan's uh, Tinder bio says not the one from Jordan, Jesse go (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the soccer player. Yeah, that's the ticket. (laughs) (laughs) But also it doesn't just mean that to our pocketbooks. It means that to our hearts. Like I, I, the best part of Max Fun Drive for me is just marveling that people like this thing enough to support us when they don't have to. We're not making them. Uh, we're not making you, but we're so grateful when you become a member of Max Fun. It means the world to us. So thank you very much. It's MaximumFun.org slash join. And we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ben Harrison should have had something chambered. Adam Pranica, Benjamin R. Harrison. Guys, um, <laughs> I, I have a quick Burbank update, just a real quick one. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Stuff you saw at the window in Burbank or just yeah, general no, one, Burbank? No, this isn't Burbank news. This is just a store I saw. <laughs> I felt bad because I listed most of the stores within eyeshot of where I get my physical therapy in Burbank. Right. But I went to physical therapy today and I realized that I had forgotten to mention Irma's Victorian Heritance, which is a (laughs) hair salon. Heritance is H-A-I-R-I-T-A-N-C-E. Hmm. Is that a pun on inheritance? It must be a pun on inheritance. Yeah, because it can't or be heritage. Heritage. Do you think she meant Irma meant to name it Irma's Victorian <laughs> Heritage, and then accidentally named it 
Irma's Victorian heritance. You know what uh, really sets a salon apart is uh, adherence to old styles that are not worn anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's really how you make it in the game of women's hairdressing. That's a salon with some powder. (laughs) Guys, I hate to bring this up, but I'm Irma. (laughs) Oh, dude. I'm so sorry. We were really dragging you. Yeah. I spent my my life's fortune on that hair salon. Do you think there's an Irma Earp? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I just had to run all the way back and grab that to bring it back up. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate that. That was almost worth it uh, <laughs> i was just gonna ask where you got your I life for i loved it was it from a previous generation mm-hmm. <laughs> therefore an inheritance <laughs> listen i don't know okay i was <laughs> i was doing bath salts i was buying salons <laughs> i don't remember who among us Did you know that in the 19th century, rich people, first of all, rich ladies had little chains that had all the shit they needed on them, like sewing scissors and stuff. I support that 100%. One of the things that they also had on a little chain was like a little jar full of something that smelled nice because everything smelled like shit in the entire world. By little chain, do you right. mean like yeah. Pandora bracelet or or a necklace situation? Yeah, like a like a wallet chain. Oh. But for a giant Victorian skirt, a, like a long wallet chain. Like imagine the lead singer of a of like the offspring or whatever on his off day. <laughs> but he's wearing a giant skirt and a, the chain is Imagine comedian Greg Barrett <laughs> and he's got a triple length Greg Barrett chain mm. yeah. and a giant skirt. And on there, there's like a magnifying glass, a tiny pair of scissors, uh, like a, a thimble, he's, everything he's that a lady He's just not that into need. leaving tools at home. Great job, Adam. <laughs> great job. Greg Barrett, so, hey, one of the greats. My, uh, is, my, is my wife a Victorian lady? Because uh, she's got my nuts on the chain. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks, Jordan. Can I be clear that I'm not making fun of Greg Barrett, who's a wonderful man and a brilliant and hilarious man? I just I felt like I was I got worried that I was I was making fun of Greg Barrett. I wasn't, but he does have a wallet chain. He loves wallet chains. Um, yeah, Irma's Victorian inheritance. Just wanted to bring that up. Uh, did I also mention the? I mentioned the reptile store, right? You did. You didn't. Okay. That. Thank God. Because <laughs> I got worried. I saw the reptile store. I thought, fuck, what if I didn't mention the reptile store? <laughs> Where are Jordan Jesse Go listeners going to get their reptiles in Burbank? I think we're probably a little ways away from our, our return to live shows for Jordan Jesse Go. But uh, yeah, we got to do it. We got to do a, li- a live show from this strip in Burbank at some point, I feel like. <laughs> oh, yeah. Block off the street. Yeah. <laughs> we can book that church screening room. Yeah. What, what do we tell them? That it's a religious service or a screening? Adam, <laughs> yeah. I feel like religious service is going to be an easier sell. Adam and I have done a couple of live shows lately, and we did a show in a theater in D.C. that we found out was owned by a church and therefore had like a church's liquor license, which meant they could do wine but not spirits. Because <laughs> uh, so, so, like our uh, like we like to get uh, a bottle of tequila backstage, and they were like, "You can have some Chardonnay," and we're like, "Damn it, <laughs> really?" Like, oh, sacramental wine. <laughs> oh, the blood of Christ. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> You're like, I'm supposed to get hummus and crudités, not a giant tray of wafers. Yeah. What about? I'm going to drag the bread of heaven through the. F- 
through the hummus? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh if something momentous happens to you, like you happen to find yourself having a little nosh on the body of Christ, give us a call, 206-984-4FUN, or email us at jjgo at org. Look, feel free to call in a store you saw in Burbank. I mean, I think a store I saw in Burbank is going to be the most durable Jordan Jesse Go bit of all time. Um, I'm going to be bringing it back each time I see a store in Burbank. Uh, 206-984-4FUN or a voice memo to JJGo at MaximumFun.org. Here's a momentous occasion. Hi, Jordan, Jesse, guest. I'm going to say uh, Paula Tompkins. Close. Congratulations on finally getting them, guys. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I got a momentous occasion here. Um, I'm a divorced dad or in the middle of a divorce. And part of my sad divorced dad habits is trying to connect my son better through Pokemon Go. So doing my uh, divorced dad nightly Pokemon Go trip around the park, hitting up Poke stops for Pokeballs, uh, I stop at the final stop on my way out to uh, hit this spot with a Poke Gym and two Poke stops so I can, you know, top up on my Pokeballs so I can catch cool Pokemon to impress my son, who I no longer have custody of. Anyway... Uh, as I'm pulling into the parking lot to hit up this uh, final poker stop, uh, I stumble across a uh, – now, mind you, this is about 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, I stumble across a pickup truck. There's a man kind of leaning in all hunched over the uh, passenger seat of his truck. Anyway, I, I go. I get my Pokeballs. I catch a, a fucking Totodile while I'm there. I uh, go to pull out. I'm, like, wondering what this guy's doing by his truck. And I look out. And I notice this is just like a, uh, I don't know, about 60, maybe 70-year-old man just going to town on his wife in the uh, passenger seat of the truck. You know, I tried not, I tried to be a little bit discreet, you know, as I tried to, like, further discern what I was actually seeing. But I made eye contact with this old man as he's just plowing full force with all of his old man strength. Oh, it was. I mean, that was a pretty good way to end a night, honestly. Anyway, I love the show. Uh, you guys have a good day. Uh, so I just want to say that, like, I want to honor what this guy is going through because I've never been divorced myself. But my dad was divorced. My dad was twice divorced, actually. And um, I know that the hardest thing sometimes is when you see couples, you know, holding hand on holding hands on a boardwalk. Uh, or, um, you know, kissing on a Ferris wheel or, or plowing in a pickup truck. <laughs> it reminds you of what you don't have, you know? You know, also, it's funny, this guy was catching Pokemon, but plowing your wife in a pickup truck, it's also called catching a Squirtle. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially as you get older, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a pretty high value water type. Sure. <laughs> He's weak to lightning. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine you're just a single man wandering around a park at one o'clock in the morning? Like a cop stops you. What are you doing here, sir? You're like, well, I'm trying to. There's there's a two poke stops and a poke gym. I'm trying to impress my eight year old. And the cops like, either start plowing your wife or get out. <laughs> oh. You want to impress an eight year old? Tell him about the the truck you saw. 
late yeah. one evening. What was happening inside? It's gray pubes or nothing, asshole. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I think we we talk a little bit about the trajectory of our momentous occasions, and and you know we're trying to encourage listeners to call in with all new stuff, stuff we haven't heard before. Novelty, and, and novelty, sure. And I think this 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 foots the bill for a couple of reasons. I don't think we've had, you know, I saw I witnessed older people having public sex before, so that's nice. But also, I think in the early days of the show, obviously we had a lot of. I got engaged. I, you know, we had our first kid. Uh, they said, yes, my first girlfriend, my first sexual experience. And now we got some divorces rolling mm-hmm. in. That's yeah. fun. I yeah. think that's fantastic. You know what I would like love to hear about? If you're yeah. out there, you're a Jordan Jesse Go listener. Maybe you called in about your marriage when you got married. Maybe you called in about the first house you bought. Let's hear about your gout. Give us a call. Let us know about <laughs> yeah. the gout. How painful is it? You got the shingles or did you get the shingles vaccine? Give us a call. 206-9844-FUN. JJ Go at MaximumFun.org. Forget a grandkid's name. <laughs> was the giveaway about the old people fucking in this truck the turn signal that was just on the entire time? <laughs> That's how you know, right? That's how you know before Son. you know. <laughs> you guys, you guys, you. what happens is, I mean, you, you, Ben, you and Adam may know this. Jordan, you may learn this one day. But w- when you're with a partner for a really long time, you know, that warmth and fondness leads to a sort of sexual comfort, which leads inexorably toward turn signal stick dp yeah mm-hmm. right. just uh sure. using that turn so you grease it up and go to right. town you know <laughs> um what is that? i was what's that knob called <laughs> <laughs> i call mine john thomas <laughs> anyway. uh brian we got another call in there hey brian jordan jesse and guest this is roz from langley british columbia Uh, This month marks 20 years since I started cleaning for a living, and that is not my momentous occasion. That is actually a thing that fills me with quite a bit of a mid-30s life crisis spiral panic. And in the midst of that, I've been having a hard time at work lately. Um, uh, I've been cleaning a big rec center that has an ice hockey arena in it. And a couple of months ago, I decided to learn how to maintain that arena ice, which means that last night, I drove a Zamboni for the first time. This is why we invented this segment. It was awesome. If If there's one message that I can kind of put out there into the world, everybody's got to get themselves on a Zamboni. You You just... Go get that bone, friends. <laughs> oh, man. Have a super day. Oh, uh, we will. Thanks to you, Roz. This is great. This Out is, here I mean, is there the a, bone. Is there a better reason to go to MaximumFun.org slash join? I don't think so. I can't imagine one. I was 100% sure she was just going to talk about some dildos she found. Yeah. I mean, like, not just. I want to be clear. Not just. But if you're a cleaner and you're calling into Jordan Jesse Go, probably what you're calling in about is some dildos you found, which would be great. Sure. That's a call we'll take. Look, if you're um, a person whose job involves going into other people's houses, call us. Tell us what you found. There's yeah. no I don't want to discourage you from telling us what you found. I just I, didn't expect it to be fucking taken to this stratospheric level of I just drove a Zamboni. 
Did Roz just uh, drop the mic on your signature segment, guys? I, yeah. <laughs> Let's drop the mic on the show. Roz is the new host. But yeah. <laughs> it's going to be all Zamboni talk from here on out. And then you get an occasional call from Pokemon guy. And maybe the and maybe the world of these two calls could be joined at some point, and we'll hear about a little boning on the bony. Yeah. yeah. Oh, bony boning. <laughs> Great fish bones. When I uh, <laughs> when I uh, when I worked in high school at the Opera House in San Francisco, um, I would I would sometimes have hours where I was the only person in the Opera House because I was changing light bulbs, and uh, I'd be going around changing light bulbs. And the number one thing I would do is there were like um, concession stands, you know, in the Opera House, and I would get one of those. I would pull one of the plastic cups from behind the bar and I would make myself a suicide with the soda that was in the tube because they would disconnect the sack, but there would still be some in the tube. So I would go, I'd get like five ounces of soda by going through all the tubes. And uh, yeah. Do you guys ever do anything at the, at, at work while no one else was there? I mean, obviously the one thing, but besides that, <laughs> Um, yeah, gosh, let me think. Have I ever been alone at a job? I mean, oh, I mean, gosh, this is, uh, so I worked at, I had a job at like a department store, but not in the store, like in the stock room. I worked in a department store stock room. Yeah. And we've seen the show today's special. <laughs> yes, it was, it was exactly as glamorous as that. Everybody asks, how was it like today's special? And I say, yes, it were, was. Were you friends with the mice or? And a talking mannequin. Am I remembering that show correctly? Yeah, like I a think that's right. Guard. And then there was a security guard that was a puppet that loved jelly bean sandwiches. Okay. Okay. Uh, yes, all that was true. It was probably Canadian. Uh, and that would have a lot of like, there's a truck coming in late at night type things and it would you know we would have to get there at 10 o'clock um and sometimes when it was just me uh and this is a an era before like this is certainly an era before podcasts and any kind of like you know i think the personal audio you could have with you is like a disc man or something but there was a little am fm radio in the stock room and sometimes when we were doing it late at night i could listen to Coast to Coast with Art <laughs> Bell. Uh, that's the dream to listen to Coast to Coast while you're in a spooky stock room. Yeah. yeah, really nice and to hear about your Bigfoots, your aliens, how the 12 tribes of Israel live at the center of the <laughs> earth. I tried so hard to get Art Bell on Bullseye. Like oh, we yeah. really tried to get Art Bell on Bullseye before he died and we just like there was like occasional times when we we thought that we were getting somewhere and then it would fall off. Oh, what a bummer. Ugh. Yeah. And I realize that I'm sure Coast to Coast is still going, and maybe now it is uh, politically dangerous in some way. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it seems likely. <laughs> uh, I have not listened to it in a long time, but I have very fond memories of a, of a, of a more it's, innocent I, time. No, what would make you say that, Jordan? I mean, like, what about the conspiratorial mindset has gotten political these days? Ben, Coast uh, to Coast now is about the groomers at the center of the earth. <laughs> yeah, right. Now there's <laughs> secret messages in, in Kanto. <laughs> Which are coincidentally also the lost tribes of Israel. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Two zero six nine eight four four fun JJ go at maximumfun.org. Look, you can call you can call in with a momentous occasion or just tell us some shit you found in somebody's house. You know what I mean? Look, yeah. if you're a burglar, 
Even better, I'd love to get a burglar call. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Money or turd. <laughs> Are I you think a the nasty finest turd? burglar. <laughs> the finest burglar of all would be a ham burglar. A ham. We'll take three any any of the three main burglars. Oh, Money, man. ham, or turd. Hey Brian, I'm just I'm just pretty sorry for you having to screen all those calls of people just calling in and leaving a message of robble robble. Two zero six nine eight four four fun JJ go at maximumfun.org. Robble Robble. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And Jordan Morris Boy Detective. Ben Harrison should have had something chambered. Adam Pranica. Benjamin R. Harrison. This is our final uh, pledge break of the Max Fund Drive 2022. Um, and I would like to take this opportunity to say thank you because of this. I have had a monumentally difficult couple of years. Difficult more than I could possibly have imagined and my life would ever be. And during that time, uh, my life has been supported by members of Maximum Fun. The fact that our members never wavered during that time meant that, like, in lots of times when I was dealing with monumental challenges, I didn't have to worry about, can I pay my mortgage? I didn't have to worry about, can I pay for this, this help that I need or that help that I need, or do I need to fight with this insurance or can I just let it go and, and focus on taking care of things? And, um, that is an incredible gift and privilege that the members of Maximum Fund have, have given me. And it, it's not like I didn't ever appreciate that we get to do this in this way, like, it's always been incredible to me, you know, that, that people who don't have to support us do. Um, but I was so, I have been so grateful that this is my job because when I would come in here and I'd sit down with my friend Jordan of 20 years, such a, it was such a, it has been such a relief and a joy in my life. And to know that that is my job. And it is sustaining me even when everything else is just so profoundly fucked in the world <laughs> and in my life, <laughs> like is so incredible. And like, uh, you know, like kept me putting one foot in front of the other when things were really tough. I'd like look forward to getting to do this and then think about how grateful I was that it was my job. So I want to thank everybody for making that possible. It is, it is so amazing it has been so amazing for me so yeah I, th I think what you're what you're what you're doing when you go to maximumfund.org slash join and 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 throw a couple bucks to the shows you like i think you're you're what you're doing is you're just saying to them hey thank you know i like this and i appreciate that you show up and do it and and it and it really it really means the world if this was you know if this was something that we certainly have fun doing and we certainly like doing it but um you know when when <laughs> things go to shit um you try and take stuff off your plate 
And it's really, really nice that we don't have to take this off our plate. It's really, really nice that people are supporting this and making sure it's not going into the red and that, you know, everybody involved is is getting a little bit of money to show up. It really, really, it really, really makes a huge difference. And, and you know, I I certainly have also had some challenges these past couple of years. And it's it's really, really nice to know that we can we can do this. We can goof around we can have this dumb dumb show where we laugh a lot and uh hopefully you also laugh a lot when you're listening to it and yeah that it's not something we have to you know take a hiatus from or say goodbye to or cancel because uh it's a weird suck on our income so yeah so thank you for going to maximumfund.org slash join it it really it really really helps uh helps us be able to do the show every week you guys have been in uh a a comfort to me in tough times especially in the last couple of years as a as a weekly listener to your show but i also just want to say like you guys are have been there for me in my earbuds in really wonderful times in my life too like (laughs) the like a happier time can be made even happier by just listening to your show and a happier uh, time I, could I, be prolonged even by right by listening yeah, to yeah your sure show. sort of like thinking about baseball yeah. is that what you're talking that's, about that's you, you guys can you you know like we may put on some mood music but i have the earbuds in and i am i am getting stamina out of yeah. your show uh, <laughs> in funny. a uh and and i uh yeah I, I appreciate it for both things, and uh, you guys do a great thing, and I yeah. am really proud to be one of your your listener supporters. And thanks, uh, man. Thanks. It's uh, yeah, and thanks for and it's we're just happy that you know every couple times a year you get to tell your wife, uh, honey, light the candles. It's a Steve Agee episode. <laughs> 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 just I, I draw just, a bath. Yeah. Nothing <laughs> better for me than one of one of your other guests cancels on you last minute. <laughs> uh hey, so so yes, we love you. Thank you so much for uh for, for donating. It it really does mean the world. But hey, if 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 listen, if emotional appeals to your better nature uh don't get you maybe some fucking free shit. We'll do it. Um, my favorite thing about about the Max Fun Drive is is letting people know that they can get three hundred and fifty plus hours of bonus content just by giving as little as five dollars a month. Uh, we've recorded some really cool bonus stuff in the past couple of years. Uh, Greatest Gen, what what have you guys recorded this year for your bonus content? And is there anything from the past that you really hope people check out? Well, so we've uh, we've done a lot of things. We uh, this year our our bonus episode is an episode of a pilot project that we did in the in the bonus feed called the Santa Monica Mountains podcast, which is our mm-hmm. recap podcast of episodes of Baywatch. Okay. We sort of give the greatest gen treatment to old episodes of our everybody's favorite uh, slow motion running in bathing suits show. I think, Ben, between our Burt Reynolds recaps and your Baywatch recaps, we've got we've got her suit hunks on lock. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If... Are you horny for hair? Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh it's been a lot of fun. But we've also done like uh, you know, a whole bunch of Star Trek movies and other movies, and uh we've we've reviewed a couple of submarine movies. Adam and I are big submarine movie fans. 
As all should be, as any yeah. should be. Yeah. Ben so. and Ben is on a great Jordan Jesse Go bonus episode with uh where oh. we we had Danny Baruella make a list from uh listener contributions of every uh Jordan Jesse Go cliche. Then we did a show <laughs> and tried not to do them and failed. Uh and uh Ben and Jordan got really drunk and I got really high on marijuana soda. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've done a bunch of a bunch of really weird, uh, weird format breaking stuff. We did a did an entire episode on a on a paddle boat that was out in the middle of a truly disgusting lake. We did some uh, very sincere Q and A episodes where we talked about our relationship. <laughs> sure. So, if you want the most fucked up shit of all, yeah, check out those sincere episodes. Uh, but yeah, but also the past the past couple of years, we've rever- uh, re- uh, reviewed a pair of Burt Reynolds uh, <laughs> kind of sort of classics. Last year, we did Malone with Drea Clark from Maximum Film. This year, we did White Lightning with Dan McCoy from the flop house these wow. are very very weird hilarious cool movies and it was like yeah it's just such a fun time to get to get to dick around about them i'm hoping jordan that we're going to hit those goals we're on our way to those goals i desperately want to do a podcast about gator which i haven't seen i desperately want to kick it up a notch and do mm. podcasts about smoking and the bandit and smoking and the bandit too i've never seen smoking and the bandit too i'm pumped about it yeah, I, I'm I'm also pumped about this. I hope the listeners come through and go to maximumfun.org slash join because because yeah, it's really it's really fun to be able to kind of uh, yeah break the format and dick around a little bit. Oh, I did a couple of ho- uh, episodes of a cheese podcast with John Hodgman. Those <laughs> yeah, are donor shooting only. Shooting the breeze. Shooting the breeze. Both B-R-I-E-S. you and both you and Hodgman are former cheesemongers. A fact that I brought together and came together in my head one day. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so in addition to that great bonus content, there's also a, a bunch of cool stuff if you give at higher levels. There's the creativity pack, Jesse mentioned, dad hats, patches. Uh, greatest Gen, what's the Greatest Gen patch design? So uh, for the Greatest Generation, it is a, it's a nebula, and it says there's coffee in that, which is a famous Captain Janeway line when they see a nebula that they think they'll be able to get some energy from. And she'll be able to replicate more coffee. She says there's coffee in that nebula. Guess what, guys? Uh, Not as simple as she thinks it's going to be when uh, they go into that nebula. Turns out to be a a whole Star Trek adventure inside that nebula. Some fucked up shit in the nebula. Holy mackerel. Um, Guys, this is the last time we're going to ask you to do this for a year. So we're going to do it straight up. if you got five bucks a month, go to maximumfun.org slash join. We'd be proud uh, to have you as members of Maximum Fun. We are proud of all of you who are already members of Maximum Fun. It is an incredible honor uh, to work for you. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We are offering free shit at maximumfun.org slash join. So between those things, I think I, I think we can go have our closer coffee because how could anyone resist? MaximumFun.org slash join. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Ben Harrison. Should have had something chambered. Adam Pranica. Ben Harrison. Guys, a quick quick Burbank update before we Mm -hmm. wrap up the show. Mm. Uh, The Los Angeles sock market. Oh, nice. That's fun. Yeah. Like like a sock store? 
Yeah, it's like a story that only sells socks. Love it. Yeah. Uh, before we go, Adam, you were saying during a break that you had a joke that you didn't feel like was appropriate for the show. I thought it was very funny. I know. Listen, I know that this is not the most elegant way to set something <laughs> up. You guys are such purveyors of highbrow humor. Like, I don't want to bring my trash joke into your show. No, this is listen. This ain't this ain't no daily show. This ain't no last week tonight. Dark delicacies, Burbank, California. Mm. Mm. Adam, do you want to do the? Do you want to do the? Oh yeah, okay. So, okay. So you remember that call about uh, about the Zamboni? Mm-hmm. Rings yeah. a bell. So if Oscar Mayer had a, a Zamboni and not a Wienermobile, would it be called riding the Baloney Zamboni? Yeah, it would. Great job. Come on, I loved it. I loved it. We were right to go back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It felt better the second time. Yeah. It's a little alliterative. It's it's a little tongue twisty. So <laughs> that's top five funniest things that's ever been said on the show. <laughs> and listen, <laughs> the show's not good. <laughs> so damning with faint praise, but still. That makes me feel so good. Ben's never that kind about my humor on The Greatest Generation. That would have been the title of one of our episodes. Yeah. Come on. Ben, support this man. <laughs> I, I support him. I started, I've started so many fucking podcasts with this guy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Keep starting new podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, do you think we should do our live show from Odds and Ends in Burbank, California? What do they sell? It's a, some kind of nerdy antique store. I mean, that... It seems I don't like know. it, it would be sound on brand. It yeah, I know, right? Well, why would the aesthetic of Maximum Fun or Jesse Thorne specifically? I've got good news about this place. Well, first of all, I'm artsy. You know that, Ben. <laughs> Tiger, the owner, is a very nice and informative person. He's open to answering any questions you have regarding an item. I definitely would be back to explore more of the store. Tiger made the experience. So let's let's get on the phone with odds mm. and ends. Let's get on the phone with geeky teas. Let's get on the phone with dark delicacies and just see if any of these places have have a space, a performance space, somewhere we could set up some mics and chairs. Do they uh, all occupy the same be... strip mall? That would be so convenient More for, or less. for your outdoor block party show you were talking about. Now we're talking. I honestly it could be a crawl or yeah. something. Yeah. I think all we really got to do is pick up the phone. Call Bearded Lady Antiques. <laughs> They'll clear out a few of these taxidermied skulls or whatever. Uh, put up a little, one of those little like bar mitzvah stages. And we'll burn down the house. We'll just destroy. If you, guys, if you guys do that show, can Adam and I get on the guest list with a plus one each? Yeah, you, you can each bring your skeletons. <laughs> <laughs> I bring mine everywhere I go because it lives in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> you have a skeleton in your mouth the skeleton lives in the mouth <laughs> oh i see oh the skeleton lives in the mouth hey the skeleton lives in the mouth what are did we you go to summer doing? camp jesse what is this show maximumfun.org slash join <laughs> there's another goth there's another goth antique store in burbank called memento mori oh. burbank has to be the goth antique capital this is the most sunniest but that's like a jewish goth store right memento mori <laughs> yeah it is i believe so memento murray <laughs>
And Maury's capes never come off, even in water. <laughs> okay, look, uh, if you're still here, like if you're sincerely <laughs> still listening to this show, I, I can only presume that you're already a member of Maximum Fun. If you're not, I mean, I think you know what to do. Yeah. Like, it's really, you're, you're going to be paying for the last eight minutes of rambling on every Jordan Jesse go by going to MaximumFun.org slash join right now to become a member of Maximum Fun. We thank you. Our producer, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design. Light in the Attic Records and recently a Zillow commercial. You can find us on the internet at MaximumFun.Reddit.com, uh, on Twitter at Jesse Thorne, at Jordan underscore Morris, on Instagram at Put.This.On, and at Jordan D. Morris. Come on, guys. Let's all finish with our favorite song. Come on. I'll follow okay. me. Oh, okay. the skeleton lives in my mouth. Hey. The skeleton lives in the mouth. The skeleton lives in the mouth. Celebrities Closet Store. We'll talk to you next time on Jordan Jessica. I'll hug you and kiss you and love you. Love you. Love you. Love you. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.